Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For MLB Network, Greg Emzinger is on the line. Uh, and uh, Brooke Grimsley, Kerry Davis are here. I'm Randy Carricker. Greg Emzinger, as you know. I was not the best student in the world. I was just showing Brooke Grimsley. She was aghast at the fact that I had a 1.7 GPA in my junior year of high school. But like baseball, I knew it was a long season, so I wasn't worried about that. I'm not worried about the Cardinals. Good morning. How are you doing? 1.7? Incorrectly? Yeah, it, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 were you struggling with your name? Did you have a hard time putting your name on your work? Greg, I was concentrating on baseball. I mean, 1.7? Were you, like, ill? Did you miss the majority of the days of school? I may or may not have missed some days. You got to check your attendance at the top, right? I think so, yeah. How many days did you miss? Did you miss many? Let's see. Were you an ill boy? No, I Randy, Randy, if you had a kidney transplant, you didn't tell us. I, that's fine. That's an I feel bad. Uh, no. Uh, I don't Man. Uh, no, listen, I, I was not a great student. I, I, I was not. Either, I was right? like a 2.3, 2.4 GPA, I, and I am disappointed <laughs> in myself. <laughs> I am. I, lo- I don't regret many things, but I do regret my, um, my lack of effort, if that's a way to put it. And I think I'm going to guess, because I know you so well, looking back, you regret your lack of effort. I'll tell you this. I, I have a tendency to more to look more at the finished product, and yeah. So the, the effort really was not stellar. Let's say, let's do this. We'll go to therapy together. Next time I'm in, we won't go to a game. We'll just go to a round of therapy. You and I will sit on a couch somewhere and. And we'll just hash all this stuff out, man. Or Why we can we, just do it right here. I mean, we, we, I don't know if your listeners want us to do that right now, but we'll do it. Greg, this is going to take a while. I'd suggest we do it on a golf course. Are you worried? Two-part question. How worried are you about the Cardinals, and how excited are you that the Reds and Pirates are going to be in the playoffs this year? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, first off, I'm not worried about the Cardinals. And I'm glad fans are worried about the Cardinals because it just means they care. They're watching every minute of the action so far. Um, they have so much depth. I mean, people in St. Louis need to recognize the amount of depth on the roster for the Cardinals when it comes to position players. It is pretty clear. And I, I, I almost hate saying something like this when you're a week and a half into the season, but it is clear that they're going to need to add to their starting rotation. They're going to need to. Um, but what they have right now, anybody that watches baseball recognizes the talent on this team. And, and as, as you look at scheduling, I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays, my goodness, undefeated. They're so impressive. Look at the two teams they've played right out of the gate. Who did you so pick as your world champions this year? They are my world champions. That's yes. what I I, I, and I get it. I, I'm just, I'm, all I'm saying is, the scheduling matters. I'm picking the Rays to beat 
the Cardinals in the World Series. I shouldn't have said that out loud, but that is my prediction. I'm trying to do this for the national audience, but in St. Louis, we're going to have eggs thrown at me the next time I'm there. But <laughs> I, 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 I don't think people should be worried about the Cardinals. They're going to be on a red-hot streak coming up soon. Once the schedule plays their way, the Braves are really good. Just remind yourself of that. The Braves are really good. Well, Greg, I'm sure that we've been calling it the kerfuffle between Tyler O'Neill and manager Ali Marmol. Just want to get your take on everything that's happened, because obviously it's been kind of the story that's dominated everything in this Braves series. You know, I, I see both sides of it, okay? One of my friends, I want to name drop, Randy does it all the time because he's friends <laughs> with a lot of celebrities. Um I, I'm, I'm friends with Robinson Cano, and I, I know he got popped for PEDs a couple times, but he really understands hitting like no one else. It's an incredible gift this man has. And, and I remember when he was a free agent and Mark Teixeira was, uh, you know, critical of him because he, you know, he, he kind of gave 50% on certain plays, didn't sprint down the line every single time like Mark Teixeira used to. Like Mark Teixeira did a two-hopper right back to the pitcher, and he would sprint as hard as he could to first base knowing that he's out, right? And he was critical of his, of his former teammate. And, and Robbie was like, you know, he, what he didn't understand about me is in my culture, um, I was so disappointed that I let my team down. A, B, I knew how to stay on the field. I knew how to play 150 or more games every year. I knew when to push my body, when not to push my body. He's like, look at Mark Teixeira's career. He was on the IL all the time. He was he was hurt constantly in the life of his contract with the Yankees. So actually, like with the baseball reference, I, look, I compared their contracts. And I said to myself, wow, Robbie's right. Robbie played all the time, never missed games, and Mark Teixeira was hurt all the time. So what do I want? Do I want a guy – to sprint as hard as he can on every pointless play. But I like the way it looks, and if he pulls a hammy, who cares? I like the way this guy plays. Or do I want a guy that knows when to decelerate, and he's in the lineup every day? And based on what I heard from Tyler O'Neill, he's doing everything he can to stay on the field. And look at what the Minnesota Twins are doing right now with Byron Buxton. Byron Buxton is, without question, the best defensive center fielder in baseball. He's not playing def- defensive center field. He's DHing. Why? They want him to stay on the field. It's harder for some players to stay on the field. So I love Ali Marmol. I think he's an awesome guy. I think he's doing a great job. I, and I'm a huge Tyler O'Neill fan. But on this certain topic, I'm going to side with the player who's had a hard time staying on the field. I want him to think about staying on the field. I don't need Bryce Harper to dive headfirst into the right field wall for a, an out in the third inning of a game where it's six to four. I, I don't need that. Let the ball hit the wall. I need you to stay on the field, okay? So it, it's, it's a unique topic, and I, I'm glad we're having it. And I think Tyler O'Neill did, did the right thing, and he's doing the right thing by, by being aware of what's important. Greg, many people predicted Jordan Walker to be the rookie of the year. I want to know what was it that everyone, you included, saw in him, despite only playing in double-A, that thought that he could come up and do what he is doing right now? Man, I tell you what, you can see so much just through body language. And watching him hit, and the he's, he's got this relaxed approach. He's got this open stance, 
And he doesn't have like this weird bat waggle that Eric Davis used to have with the Cincinnati Reds, who, by the way, is one of the top five most talented players I've ever seen in my lifetime. Um, Eric Davis, just go Google his stats when he played for the Reds. Um, but this physical, um, I don't know, physical talent, which, yeah, physical talent, which was so immense. And, and, and to me, I think he, he's relaxed at a young age facing big league pitching. He's so advanced in his confidence, his physical confidence. He doesn't, he doesn't look bad on swings. I mean, that's a hard thing to do. When you're facing 98 miles an hour with crazy spin, he never looks overmatched at a young age. Just, just, it's just like you, you go and um, I, I, I worked in Terre Haute, Indiana, right out of college, okay? And they had this, like, cattle fair, Okay. I'd never been to one of these things before, but they would like bring a horse and a cow and walk them through and you can bid on the animal. And I'm standing there with guys who knew what they were looking at. And I'm like, what is this? Like, why, what separates one cow from another cow or one horse from another horse? Like, I didn't understand. Like the one horse would walk through and they'd be like, not even paying attention. I'm like, well, that horse looks like the horse before. Like, no, it doesn't. I'm like, what? And then, and then one horse would walk through and you can buy any one of these. And this one horse walks through and they're everyone screaming. They all want to bid on it. They all want this horse. I had no idea what I was looking at. I had no idea what I was looking at. <laughs> but when it comes to baseball, right, over time, I've seen what great players, former players, see in young players. They see what we can't see. And all of my buddies at MLB Network look at Jordan Walker and they're like, you have no idea what you're looking at, Greg. This is a superstar in the making. So I'm going to side with the guys that know. Greg, I'm going to list some names here, and then I'm going to ask you a question. And those names are Miguel Vargas, Miguel Rojas, and James Outman. Those are the three up-the-middle primary defenders for the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are first in the National League in run differential, and they're first in their division in uh, in record. Uh, they're starting Dustin May. They're starting Noah Syndergaard. They're starting somebody named Michael Grove. Why are the Dodgers always so good? <laughs> well, it is kind of a West Coast uh, game plan that the Cardinals have, which is spend smart money, and they spend lots of money. But it's, you know, Andrew Friedman doesn't go over the top for almost anyone, although the Bauer deal was pretty significant for a per-year basis. Um, Andrew Friedman's really good. Andrew Friedman is a brilliant baseball mind. He knows when to dip his toe in free agency. He knows when to uh, commit to scouting still. He still commits to scouting, and that matters. So the Dodgers know what they're doing. They've done it for a long time, and I believe they have the best approach to putting a roster together out West. I think the Cardinals do it as well as anyone. The Braves have a great system in place. But if you look, to me, I I think the stat is crazy. If you look at the teams that have the most rookies of the year all time, the teams that are second and third on that list, if you combine them, that's 18. That's as many rookies of the year as the Dodgers. The Dodgers know how to pump out the best young players in baseball at a level historically that 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 no one can wrap their minds around. This is before Andrew Friedman. So I kind of I've, I've broken it down this way. When you're a young guy and you're 20, 23, 24, and you break into the big leagues and you're in Hollywood, 
you don't want to embarrass yourself, man, because you got beautiful people in the stands. <laughs> it brings out the best in you. You know what I mean? There could be a movie director as it's sitting there. You're looking at Danny DeVito in the eye after you pop out. You can't, you can't look like you don't belong in the show. So uh, it has something to do with that because whoever they commit to as a young player is always an impact player. The Dodgers, to your point, Randy, are always very good. Amazing. Hey, before we let you go, how's the new setup going with uh, Adnan Verk and Harold doing the early edition of MLB tonight? And then you and Danny joined by a rotating cast in the evening edition. How's everything going so far? We have loved it. Um, they moved me into the middle chair, which is weird. That's a different look for me, yes. man. Like, I know, I know that I'm, I'm sitting where Harold used to sit in the middle. Uh, you know, Ernie Johnson does that every night on, on Turner. And that's just like, you, you, I almost see too much. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like being in the corner where one of my eyes was completely blocked away from all the games. But now I'm sitting right in front of every game on a wall. So it's a bit distracting because if something happens, I'm hosting the show. I can't just, like, not be talking about what's on TV right now. So other than that, um, it, it, it's, it's been going great. Uh, I, did, I did warn all my friends on the early show I'm like, listen, Harold Reynolds is a legend. He's arguably the greatest studio analyst of all time. But he's going to miss Greggy because Greggy, <laughs> Greggy was like babysitting him a lot, okay? <laughs> and now he is on the early show where his all of his ideas, if you think I have crazy ideas, Randy, you need to hang out with Harold for like 10 minutes. Harold's got more crazy ideas for TV than I do. And now all these producers are like panicking and there's only one person that can speak reason to this man. And that is me <laughs> and they're gone. So all of these people on the early show are drowning in Harold ideas, but it's still going well. The show's great. Harold's amazing. But he's going to miss his babysitter. I was a really good babysitter. <laughs> and I, I do have to tell you this, and you are a handsome devil, no question about it, whenever you show up on TV, uh, and you, you have magnificent hair. But you, the, the left side of your face is where it's at. I think you've noticed this. You are, you are a left-side-of-the-face guy, so moving you to the middle kind of detracts a little bit from what you have brought America for so many years with the left side of your yeah, face. No, no yeah, you're right. It, it, you're saying camera left. It's really yeah. like the, my personal right side of my face. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, because my left side of my face, I don't know what happened. I, I, I don't know if I was hit as a child. I don't know what happened to my face. <laughs> the left side of my face is not... It's just not what the right side of my face is. And uh, you're right. It is unfortunate. I, I feel like my agent should be aware of this, this move to move me to the middle because I think my brand is changing and my stock is going down. No, it's not. Um, you're, you're still got the suits. You still got the hair. Don't worry about it. Don't yeah. worry. You're, you're fine. But even, the, even that side of my hair is weird. Like that part of my hairline is a bit weird. I don't know what my parents did. I think I was dropped. I think my mom had a lot of groceries, walking down the steps. And she dropped me. And that side of my whole head is just weird. But thank you, Randy. Thank you, Randy, for pointing that out. So now people can stare at that part of my face when they watch MLB tonight. <laughs> have, have a great day. We'll be tuned in. All right, guys. Thanks, take care. brother. See you. Greg Amzinger, MLB Network on 101 ESPN.